time for the Liz Calloway Show. You asked for it, and we got it. Now, 6 to 10 weekday mornings. Always local. Always live. Always right. Here's Liz and Nick on Talk 94.5. Good morning and welcome to the Liz Calloway Show. 9.07 on this Tuesday morning, May 23rd, 2023. If you missed our 6.05 segment, you missed the significance of this day. Just pray. (laughs) Just pray. You got to wake up at 6.05 because if you miss that, you miss, you know, your day is just totally wrong. Like you said. As we hit 6.59 on the clock. Boy, you never know what you're going to get with this show. <laughs> That'd be a great liner. Like, yeah, exactly. You're never going to know. All right. Well, joining us right now, uh, it's time for the South Carolina Policy Council to uh, give us an update on things that are going on in the state legislature, things we need to keep an eye on and keep it on a watch for. Joining us is the head of research for the SCPolicyCouncil.org, Bryce Fielder. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Liz. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. So I've been, you know, I've been looking at all this ethics stuff um, and we've been talking about it uh, month after month here with your organization. But I, you know, I think what we need to do is tell people um, what the problem is with not the fact that we have a lot of lawyers in in the legislature, but the things that they do for their own gain while in the legislature is the ethical issue. Can you explain to us, you know, what the problem is and what is trying to be addressed? Sure. I mean, like with any political position, it comes with a lot of power. And especially if you're a member of the legislature, your main responsibility is to write the state budget. And through doing that, you're appropriating a lot of state tax dollars that potentially could have the ability to touch your area of employment, right? And so that's why we have certain conflict of interest laws that at least attempt to try to prevent legislators from uh, using their positions in a way that would benefit them financially. And for the most part, these laws are pretty effective. And again, for the most part, legislators generally don't try to do that. But our report that we put out recently looks at, okay, well, when a legislator does break the rules or any other politician for that matter, what are the consequences? What sort of happened? And we found a pretty interesting bit of information. So to give you the kind of top line picture, if you're anybody but a legislator and you break uh, state campaign finance violations, you file a, re- a report late or you, you kind of don't pay your, your, fi- your uh, fees on time, uh, you would answer to what's called the State Ethics Commission, which is the state entity is responsible for overseeing ethics violations and then what what it's supposed to do is come and collect those fines and assess some kind of penalty but if you're a state legislator you don't answer answer to the ethics commission that everybody else answers to Mm -hmm. Uh, you answer to your own ethics committees which as we can get into a little bit later um, comes with an inherent self-policing conflict of interest problem uh, and that's sort of at the heart of this report okay so bryce what is coming down the pike for um, our state here when it comes to bills that are being uh, passed and debated? And what do you think the governor, uh, Henry McMaster, is willing to sign? 
Well, the kind of two main pieces of legislation that are being discussed this week are, again, the uh, state budget and the abortion bill. Um, and we're kind of in the session overtime point mm-hmm. uh, this week. We're in session overtime last week as well. Uh, the House last week passed what I believe is a six-week abortion ban, with some exceptions with certain circumstances. Uh, that is now back with the Senate. Uh, if the Senate concurs or decides to pass that, uh, I believe the governor would sign that bill. Uh, the other major piece of legislation is the state budget. Uh, both of the individual chambers have passed their versions, and because there were differences with those, it's now in what's called a conference committee, where legislators from both the House and the Senate meet in a joint committee, essentially to try to work out the differences. Once they do that, they will take that budget version back to their bodies, who will then vote on it, and then it will go to the governor. Okay, very good. Thank you so much for that update. We're speaking with Bryce Fielder, the head of research for the SCPolicyCouncil.org website. And uh, you and Dallas Woodhouse, uh, the executive director of the organization, uh, wrote an article, a research paper, pretty much, cleaning up Columbia, how to fix South Carolina's broken campaign finance and ethics system. I'll share that on our Facebook page as well. What did you uh, write about in this article? need to take a shower. You know, she was saying that it's so dirty there. Um, was she wrong? Has it improved? Yeah, I would say generally, yes, things have improved, even over the last couple of years. I mean, if you remember back in the, the 90s, Operation Lost Trust was a hugely embarrassing uh, thing operation here for South Carolina, where the FBI got involved and arrested numerous state officials. Hmm. And really, after that, we had a reckoning here in South Carolina, and that's when a lot of the kind of ethics laws really came in into bear. At the same time, though, that doesn't mean we can't continue to make improvements. Uh, and if, if one kind of um, force has a positive impact on politics, we would say it's transparency. So anything that we can do to shed light on some of the political dealings, whether they are justified or not, will at least let the public know what's happening and to judge it for themselves, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I did uh, send that article over to the uh, Facebook page so people can read it for themselves. What do you encourage people to think about? um, And like, you know, people should let their legislators know how they feel about this topic. But some people may not realize the, the gravity of the situation or how important it really is into their everyday life. So maybe you can explain how if we don't get things like uh, what you're talking about, fix these ethics, you know, questionable behaviors and the, the way judges are hired and chosen. What could it mean for just, you know, everyday people? Yeah, well, the, the, the reality is when, you, when there are consequences for bad actions, it only further reinforces bad behavior, right? So if I'm a public official, I don't file this report, I've got all these fines racked up but I know the agency is never going to collect them. I can just continue to break the rules without any consequence. And I may be encouraged to break the rules even further because why wouldn't I, right? There's never been a consequence for my action. You know, maybe these things are supposed to happen, but the agency in charge of them really doesn't have the power to collect. And that can just be extremely corrosive for any political system, including South Carolina. And so one of the main recommendations that we're making is, the State Ethics Commission should have a more robust budget, probably, because a lot of its money comes from 
fines that it's supposed to collect. However, the problem with that is that people aren't paying their fines. They're effectively starving the agency and preventing it from doing its job. <laughs> is there any? Pe- there's it's- no penalty for not paying the fines. Well, often the case is just more fines. Oh. But if, again, they don't, it's just this <laughs> repeating cycle. And so we, we talk about the report is at some point, if you just continue to not pay your fines and you are just ignoring the law, further action should be taken. And mm-hmm. maybe that the Ethics Commission has the ability to suspend your campaign or eventually you get booted out of office. I mean, we can talk about what those steps should look like. But what we do know is because back at, a couple years ago, the Post and Courier did a really in-depth report across the state and it found like 370 politicians at all levels had racked up almost $3 million in fines, much of which the Ethics Commission was just not able to collect. So clearly we have a problem, and a lot of that comes down to their lack of enforcement. Mm-hmm. And it seems like people just don't care. Like they're so brazen now because there is no recourse afterwards. It's, that's, not, not, that's not a good way to run a system. Uh, I wanted to ask you, and we're speaking with the head of research for scpolicycouncil.org, Bryce Fielder. You wrote an article um, about the 2023 session in review. Uh, There are some major victories that you are just definitely as an organization can hang your hat on. What are some of the things that you're most proud of as we're, you know, working through this budget this year? Yeah, so the biggest accomplishment or one of the biggest would be we have a historic school choice program in South Carolina that's going to provide thousands of middle and low income families with scholarships that they can use to attend private schools of their choice, or they can use that money to pay for other education resources like textbooks and tutoring and tests and even transportation to go to other schools. So this has been a long time coming. We've been fighting for this for years. Um, in fact, last year we, we pulled voters to see kind of, what the temperature was, and we found really promising results that most voters in South Carolina support a program like that. And we had a similar poll this year that found not just voter support, but bipartisan bipartisan voter support for that. Really encouraging. All right, Bryce, anything else you'd like to share? Uh, If uh, people have any questions or, or would like to know more about the reports, I would encourage people to go to our website at scpolicycouncil.org. Our latest report is Cleaning Up Columbia that has all of our different ethics recommendations that we've been talking about. And if people would like to know more about some of the positive things that have happened this session, check out our 2023 session review piece. Oh, all right. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Bryce. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Thanks for having me. Bye. Hold on, deplorables. The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers will be right back on Talk 94.5.